RF Fishing folks, I have one of the greatest people in fishing YouTube history, Michael Meisenhower. Michael, how's it going? Pretty good, Daryl. How you doing, dude? Doing pretty good, man. Last time I talked to you, you were still a Florida guy, but now you, you've left us now. I, yeah, dude. I think I was transitioning at that point or something like that. Yeah, but now I'm gone. But, dude, in reality, like you know grassroots i i'm still down there i go down there twice a year i don't know what's going to happen this year with all the you know the lovely pizzazz going around but um you know i get down there twice a year spend about two months and it's it's awesome dude i'm a snowbird i'm probably the youngest snowbird in florida dude. <laughs> <laughs> so so how's the fishing up I, i'll say up there but you're not technically up north but here in florida everything's up there so right. how's the fishing i see you, your videos and you're you're learning the ropes of how to fish that particular area but how's it going for you you know, dude, it's been mentally challenging. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's when you – I'm not an expert. I'm no pro, dude. Like, but I do know how to catch fish in Florida and a lot of different places. And, like, coming up here and literally, dude, my slate is, like, cleared, you know, like, like learn everything from the ground up. It's been intimidating, but it's also been fun. And I did notice – I went back to Florida uh, this past winter, and some of the things that I've learned up here have, have – forced me to be more detail oriented and a better angler in Florida, even though it's so different, a lot of the fishing, but there are likenesses. So I like it up here. It's dimensional. Any place I love weird stuff. So I can catch smallmouth. I can catch spots and, and big ones. I'm not talking about yeah. pin dickers, dude. And I can catch largemouth and you got a shot at a big largemouth and dude, you can catch 20 to 30 pound bags up here still. So it's, I like it, dude. You know, quick story. You know, I know you appreciate this because you're a Florida guy. You've been snook fishing before, so you know yep. how a snook hits and that sound yeah, and yeah. pops on the top. I was fishing at a local golf. I was still on the golf course. So I was fishing one of the areas, and you know, we had some big fish in there. Like my son caught a six pounder the other day. Nice. Um, you know, we have big, huge carp and snakehead all over the place. So yeah. it's, it's it's a lot to fish for. So I'm fishing a little uh, swimming worm, and a little, little cove area, and all of a sudden I heard this pop. If my eyes were closed, I thought I was a snook. And yeah. I looked in the solid wake and then missed my lure. So I paused it and then hit it again. And, you know, you know it's a big bass when, you know, I grew up saltwater fishing. Okay. So a bass does not pull and like hard to me. You know, okay. even if they're, they're, my biggest bass is only eight pounds, but it, it didn't pull like a, a snook would. Yeah, they don't but, run like that. Like they don't. Yeah. This one, I set the hook. And I couldn't do a damn thing with it, and it just took <laughs> off. Yeah. And and in the you pop, I had a bad uh, knot, and it ended up popping my line. But yeah. it was the strongest pull I have ever felt when it came to bass fishing. Really? And I don't know how big it was, but if I would have closed my eyes, I thought I was fighting a snook for a second. <laughs> and so I don't know. I, it, I believe it was it was my double digit bass that I've been looking for for the past really? year. Really? But um, I'm not sure. I never saw it. All I saw was awake. I felt it, and you know I'm I'm fishing a heavy rod and yeah. had my drag sense down because I was an idiot, and it, <laughs> it just took me for a ride for about five seconds, and I'm so upset. But you but know, you'll be you're... going back there tonight, I'm sure, right? Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I have a bunch of rods tied up right over them. I can't wait till <laughs> the sun goes down a little bit, and I can go out there and, and see if I can get them again. But no, you you're considered, in my opinion, one of the big bass. Fisherman, you've caught a lot of big bass in your life. Right. How many 10 plus pound bass have you caught, if you had to guess? At least 20 or 30, man. Like, uh, like a lot. Like, there's been, and uh, like a ton of like eight to nine pounders. Like, just some of those lakes that I figured out in Central Florida, we talked about it last time we were online. Like, they're just, 
epic and ironically they're getting more and more pressure they're not as insane as they used to be um but the fish are growing so like there's giant i think there was a 14 pounder caught out there um this past year like there's just some there's just great growth rates and and it's i don't know i figured a lot of stuff out before a lot of people not a lot of people know but you can still catch some giants (laughs) Definitely. But no, what I like most about you and your YouTube channel, which is Mikey Balls Fishing on YouTube, yep. if your listeners are living in the rock and they don't know exactly what you're about <laughs> or who you are. But what I like more about you is that you're candid. You know, you say what's on your mind. You don't hold back. You're you. And there's a lot of people when I first got into the industry, like it was hard for me to be me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I didn't feel like I was being accepted. But watching people like you and 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 growing up watching my guy Canelli and, and some other people, you know, I learned that, you know, it's OK to be yourself. Oh so, yeah, dude. They like they don't they didn't like me. Like, yeah. <laughs> sorry, go ahead, dude. No, but see, that's why I, I wanted you on here because I want to do a, a little game with you. And I told you ahead of time we're gonna play a little game. And <laughs> I don't be right. nervous, but it's, it's word association. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm give you a word it. or a phrase, and I want you to be candid and say what's on your mind and say how you feel about that word or phrase. You up for it? Yeah, yeah. Is it I can use sure? phrases and like expand on stuff, or is it just one word response? Well, no. I'm going to say the word or phrase. Now okay. I want you just to uh, to talk about it, you know, okay. how you feel about it. How about like, it, Like, for instance, if I say I cast, what's the first thing that pops in your head? Getting naked and making a video about it, how stupid it was to go to. And that's what I wanted to talk about. Okay. That video, we don't have I cast this year. But, you know, no. of course, you know, you were very vocal and your video went kind of viral at that particular time because you have an opinion about I cast. So what about I cast do you not like? And what about I cast do you like? It's just, dude, one, one's a totally personal thing. Like for as much as I make the videos and stuff, I'm not very comfortable in big crowds. Like, I don't know if it's anxiety or what, but I'm not like, that's probably why I don't like go to a lot of big events and stuff like that. Like I actually didn't even go to the Bassmaster Classic because I just get uncomfortable, dude. It's just the way I've always been. I've always been kind of a loner. So that's number one. Number two, I don't like crazy stupid facades and to me it's just a bunch of people patting themselves like on the back and especially with like all like i think it's really cool all the kids are going now because it used to just be like a trade industry show but now it's really more like just like a circus of like oh my god you're so cool or that guy's cool and like I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm just not into that, dude. Like, I'm into the fishing. And it's cool to have, like, mentors and idols and stuff like that. But I don't like all the pomp and circumstance. I don't like that. I think it's a joke. I also think, like, the function of it is is dated. Like, literally, dude. Yeah. Like, I cast, like I said, it was originally, like, a trade show. And it still is, in theory. But it's a trade show about, like, selling products to dealers and stuff like that. And, dude, it's it's irrelevant. Like literally, I th- and I think the fact that it's not going on this year just shows how irrelevant, uh, like, or will show how irrelevant it is because you don't need to see, dude. Me and you, like, say for instance, like I, I'm selling you, selling you gambler stuff, like, and you're a dealer, and I'm like, hey, Daryl, dude, we're we're on a video chat. Let let's talk. You want to see some of my new products? Here's my new permanent marker, you know, stick bait, dude. Like. I can yeah. pitch you on that stuff and have more of a a direct contact with you than all. The, I just don't. I don't yeah. like the concept, dude. And they're paying tens of thousands of dollars to come down Crazy, to Florida or wherever man, to, to, to do. Yeah, it's, it, it is a bit outdated and it's not necessary. But, you know, when they get that sticker, best of show or whatever, they feel important about it. So, but I mean, it doesn't mean anything, dude. Yeah, I think what doesn't. like didn't a duck win best of show or something? Yeah, I think like, the, 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 the spider lure or something like that. Yeah, one. Elijah, didn't, I don't like, know anybody who has that lure who's fishing that lure right now. Yeah, so. and, but it was cool for like clickbait YouTube stuff, you know, for like 
two, three months and stuff like, and it, you know, it has different values, but like, I just don't. And, and here's the other thing. And this is, if you really want my honest opinion. So for instance, like me and you, Daryl are like, like not big time, dude. Like we are like non-players, you know what I mean? And yeah. we're, we, we actually play more now than we, like we used to, like back in the day, like say this is 10 oh, years yeah. ago. But like at the same time, dude, we're nobodies. And mm-hmm. like literally that show like is impossible. It, it, it restricts access to small people that are creating, whether it's a YouTube creator, whether it's a bait creator, whether it's a anything. And like you have to pay to play and all this, which I have no problem with. But the fact is the market and the way you access the market has totally changed. So screw that model. You don't need that. So that's just my opinion, dude. But this year is going to change a lot because we're not having yeah. cast. And I mean, I've had companies reach out to me already saying, you know, what are we? What can we do to market our products? Because you know we should do this at iCast, and now we don't have iCast. What are we doing? And it is going to change how people view and learn about products in the industry now. So it's it's going to be interesting to see what goes on. And it'll be a good catalyst issue. too, because like you oh, know, yeah. just as me and you are kind of our technology guys, like if there's one industry that's always like one to two years behind from a technology standpoint, it's bass fishing, and oh, yeah. that's not like. A problem it actually creates opportunity for people like us who enjoy technology and that but like this will be a catalyst to sort of maybe catch us up maybe a year or something like that and drive some of that that technology that innovation that that lack of face-to-face contact and maybe some you know other innovative techniques to sales and product showing and stuff like that which i think would be a positive thing most definitely most definitely now next topic i'm gonna is, is... Along the same lines of pro of, of, of ICAST, but pro staffing, uh, pro staffs and professional anglers. What's your thought about that whole idea? You, you're trying you, to you get me in trouble, here, right? trying I'm to get trying me in to. trouble. I, I know yeah, you're an opinionated guy. Yeah, so. I, I don't, I'm not a fan, but like, I just, but, but dude, here's the deal though. And this is one thing that I think, like, I always try to step outside myself and remember the fact that like, I can think the way I want to think. But that's the way I think and I can celebrate and forward that and like believe in that. But it doesn't mean that works on all levels. It's a very relativistic like perspective. So if you know, if people don't like that, that whatever. But like that, it's true because different things work for different people in different contexts or in the same context. So like I don't like it. So number one, I don't want to pro stuff. There's companies that I like and support and a lot of it comes from one, I like their products or two, um, I like relationships. You know, I, if I like Val at Gambler, dude, like he's taught me so much. I can't tell you like how many, like he literally has been a mentor, like uh, an inspiration, like all those words that you use for someone who like shows you like the reins. So like, dude, I like Gambler products. I like Val. I support people and products that I like. So like, that's my approach that you might call that pro staff. I, I don't call it pro staff. I call it like picking because the, at the same time, I'll go pick up a Domeki stinger and throw it because it works, you know? And I like the guy that, that runs Domeki, you know? Like, so like, I don't, these guys have to do this, but that's why I think like the pro fisherman model is an archaic model and MLF kind of exemplifies that because these guys can't lie and show their, their sponsor baits anymore when they're running like real time feeds and stuff like that. And this is not a new thing. You know, this has been going on 40 years, 30 years, you know, like it's, it's just kind of a joke, dude. And, and, but it's hard though. Like I recognize that there's a paradox and an irony, like these guys got to make money. They have to have sponsors, but that's why I think the model is is a dead or dying model you know like it doesn't work like that anymore and dude and this is it's funny too and i don't try to not to toot my own horn but they laughed at us when we were making youtube videos in 09 
08. 2010 2011 yeah. i'd have a freaking camera on my boat dude they would whisper and point and laugh and dude i don't give a shit like and i didn't give a shit then like they can sh- like whatever because like i'm not big time now but like i i, I freaking can like do stuff and there's like the, i don't know the videos have value to like certain people and it like in the end who was right like I, i'm gonna be a little bit haughty about that like dude like that you can't restrict who can enter a plane like in the sense of a, you know, an open area, like, and that's what that pro angler thing was. And I don't like, that's garbage, dude. I'm no pro. I'm no pro. I'm not that good. Like, but like you can't regulate that. Okay. Stuff, so what, what do you consider a professional angler? What's the definition of I a professional angler? I think that's the, that's the joke. I think it's all relative. Like, dude, you could call yourself a pro angler. I could call myself a professional angler. Exactly. Yeah. You're it's it's right. all framing, dude. Yeah. Like it's, I don't know. And like, and what's a pro, a guy that fishes like the, Say I don't know what it's, I think the Toyota series now. Love so I got it. Yeah, like to say he fishes the Toyota series, which is the former Costa, which is the former Railback. So he fishes that, but you know he's got a wife and kids, and he can't fish the tour, but he qualifies for the tour. Now is he a pro? Is he an am pro? I know people want titles, and it gives them value and order for what they want, but like I just. I don't know, man. I've I've been kind of jaded with all that stuff. Like I think it's just kind of a joke. Like you do you. If you love the fish, go fish, and if you love to compete. You know, go compete. Like you're a competitor. Like I don't know if you're a pro. Like I don't know. It's it's. Amen, brother. I understand completely. But okay, so this current landscape that we're in, as far as tournament fishing, you know, how do you feel about it? I mean, there's so there's a new tournament trail coming out next year, supposedly. That they're getting things going. Oh, there. The, yeah. there's the MLF, the BPT, the Bassmaster, all this other things going on, and you know, there's a little bit of a divide in in, in the industry right now. In your opinion, how do, how do you fix that? What's going on right now that can be solved? I think that's fixing itself, dude. Chaos is growth. Like, right. you know, when you have deconstruction, you have to rebuild afterwards. It doesn't mean it's going to be pretty or it's going to be as organized, but it's definitely going to be different and newer. Um, so, I mean, this is, I think this has been a long time in the waiting. I'm not a huge fan of MLF. I don't hate MLF. Like, I like FLW, but I don't, like... You know what I mean? I don't gravitate towards any of them. Like, I am a little old school in the end. Like, I think, you know, like the five fish format is more something I'm used to. But does that mean, like, that's something that is the only way to go? Like, I don't really care because I don't think I'm going to participate in any of it. You know what I'm saying? But uh, what I do like, though, is the way the content coverage has evolved. Because I think that's what's important for bringing fishing to more people in a wider audience. For as much as anybody can hate MLF, there's more action. Even if they're catching one-pounders and people bust their balls for that, there's a lot of, like – younger kids that they just want to see like action. They want to see what they're doing. They want to understand the nuance of where that angler's at, what's going on. Um, FLW and Bass have also gone on board with that. So it's really driven. They're trying to access more viewers because they want ad revenues and stuff. But indirectly, the result has been them creating higher quality and a larger volume of content, which benefits anglers that want to learn which benefits and bringing anglers into the circle um i I think there's only positives to that whoever comes out on top and whatever happens i mean it is what it is yeah i hear that so growing the sport now that's a it's a big segue to my next and final topic this morning you're gonna enjoy a lot and i'm gonna say uh uh, two words and it's gonna be googan squad what's your thoughts on the googan squad and, and what they're doing in the industry right now do you know, I haven't paid much attention to it lately. I know they're making baits and stuff, which have been pretty successful. I, I mean, I've always said I know Andrew and I, Andrew Flair, and I've known him since 
like he was on the gambler pro staff dude like i don't even remember like years like years you know like and he did mm-hmm. some unboxing and stuff he's a nice kid and for well now he's a, a man or an adult or whatever yeah. but like but i have like i i don't have to like like some of their content to recognize the fact that like it's very innovative and they literally develop the the youtube environment that that fishing is in right now like mm-hmm. they were they were integral i mean there's different steps what i find really interesting is john was so i was kind of a part of the first step and and john you know john b was like a part of that first step he's been here since like dude oh eight, you know like through the beginning dude like flair showed up like a little bit later and stuff like that but i was kind of like a part of the first wave of like breaking on through and and trying to make you know that kind of content relevant and what they did is they literally took that format and that medium and tweaked it and made it into something that's that was super unique super Mm -hmm. consumable um so like a, a lot of people talk stuff you know about him well, i guess i already said shit on here so there are a lot of people talk shit about him you know so like but that's they can say what they want but like they what they did was innovate and and really modify the market and they did show and this is kind of what we talked to initially i'm all about access like you don't you you don't have a right to access things but you can earn innovate and develop a way into something that exactly. didn't exist before and they created a different avenue well I was a part of it too like you create yep. these different avenues to access something that you're passionate about and they did that so I'm all for that breaking the rules and remaking them to suit you and to like give you a better opportunity if it works more power to you and that's what i'm about dude i hear you i mean and they get so much hate you know i mean that's half of the, the, the fishing industry loves them the other half hates them and you know of course yeah they're making baits now they're they're doing their thing over there and i, I applaud them because I agree. Like, like you said you don't have to enjoy all of their content i don't like all of their content every single time every video they make but what they're doing in the industry is like i say innovative and unique uh in a sense and I applaud them for it. And I want them to, to continue to have as much success as possible and grow the sport as much as possible because there's no, they're not doing anything wrong or bad. And I don't get why people yeah. are, you know, all up their asses trying to say they're bad for the sport when they're doing great things, you know? Well, I'll tell you one thing that's kind of funny though the whole irony of all this, like the whole trolling and hating, like it when it comes to the internet and you know this just as well as i do there's almost as much value if not more to people trolling and hating oh, your content as there yeah. are liking it and it also means like if you're getting all that hate it means your stuff's going viral or your stuff's succeeding because the trolls don't show up until you hit the feeds dude and you're hitting those no, it, main feeds so i was whatever. telling a, a guy one of the mlf of uh, bpt anglers and he was saying that you know people are hating on the BPT, they don't like the BPT, and you're like, well, they're still watching your content. Exactly. <laughs> so yep. they're hating yeah. on you as you're one of those views that's ticking upwards. They're one of those people. So you don't get upset when people are hating your content because they're still watching and, and bringing you ad revenue and, and making you exactly. money. So Exactly. I can agree. All, what's, what's the phrase? All press is good press or something like that? Exactly. Yeah. I agree completely. So let's pivot for a little bit. You know, you're the big fish catcher, of course. So, uh, Let's get into some some techniques. What are you using right now to catch some big fish? 
Uh, you know, I've struggled a little to catch some big ones up here. Lately, I've been catching a lot of three to four pound fish. Uh, my go-to, actually, I caught some big spots, though. And I think we were talking about that before we started the podcast. Uh, I got on a pretty epic topwater bite on Smith Lake, which is known for little little pin dicker like, spots like that. And we were catching some three and four four pound fish. And um, it was all on topwater, dude. A uh, little micro buzz bait, um, little Lucky Craft um, gunfish. It's a smaller kind of like walk the dog bait. Uh, but I've been on a hot topwater bite, and really, I don't care where you are in the country. I think Florida, obviously, is pretty much done since we're in May. But everywhere else has kind of had a late spring. So we're just starting to see fish on the beds and fish cruising around in the shallows. And I know it's the stupidest bait ever, but you cannot beat, like, a little Ned right now, dude. Like, I was on, like, Pickwick, um, fishing the dam. Caught some insane smallmouth. I was on Smith catching spots with it. I was on Lake Gunnersville catching largemouth just with that stupid little Ned rake, dude, in the shallow grass and little grass holes. You cannot beat that right now. If you got some sandy bottom or little like open holes in the grass, you just kind of flick that thing in there and you go along. And those fish are looking to move in bed and and they're eating it, dude. You can't beat it. I got a confession. I've never thrown a Ned rig. Darryl, you all. said that the last time we talked <laughs> I've about it, never. dude. I still you gotta get that out. You know, I, I went and bought. I told you about the uh, lifted jigs, the the yep yep EWG I, ones, right? Yep. So I, I bought some and I had some nets and some some Z-Man stuff. And I still have not. They're still in the package. They're still sitting here in a box somewhere around here. I haven't Darryl, fished it yet. They'll tighten up, bro. Like, I dude, need go to. go on your golf course ponds, and I guarantee you, dude, if there's any kind of little like ledge or drop or something like that, or even bed of- fishing, dude. Like yeah. seriously, you can put that. You know how those um those golf ponds have that little flat before they drop off, where it's like a foot or so, dude. Yep. Even if you throw parallel with a bank and kind of bring, you'll kill. It, there can't be a bunch of grass because they don't fish super clean, you know. Yeah. But um, dude, you'll kill it, dude. Yeah. Fish I, I, I have to. It's just you know I'm a spinner bait guy. I, I love uh, really? not spinner bait, a spinning rod guy. I I love a spinning rod. Um, like I grew up saltwater fishing, you know. And I I didn't. Funny story. I learned to cast a bait caster by looking at Andrew Flair's how to catch a bait caster right. That was like 10, 15, yeah, was like 10 yeah. years ago. So that, that's yeah. how I learned. His video taught me how to cast a bait caster. I had no idea. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm, a, I'm a, I love spinning gear. Um, so, but and and and, and what's some colors? Uh, I like uh, uh, weightless lures and stuff. Now yeah. I, I like throwing. I, I'm I'm a light tackle guy. Dude, but but I this would be tried. perfect for you, though. I haven't done it yet. I, I don't know what. seriously, the one I'm throwing, I wish I had it. Dude, the one I'm throwing is literally, so the bait's like this long, dude. Like, and my fingers are going about like two and a half, three inches. And then my the head I'm using is, um, it's a little Nichols Clint Davis head. It weighs all of like an eighth of an ounce, if not less, dude. And the hook on it is one of them little, like you go spec fishing and stuff, like with them little Aberdeens, dude. Yeah. It literally looks like a little Aberdeen hook. Like you, once you hook the fish, you got to like drag them out like your snook fish or like you were uh, bone fishing, dude, where yeah. you like, you're fishing those little tiny hooks, dude. And they're zzzz. like, it's fun, dude. Them smallies take you for a ride. You got to try it, man. Like, it would fit you. Days. One of these days, I'm gonna actually go out there and do it. I mean, I might do it today. Matter of fact, you since you, <laughs> get you brought on it, it up again, but get I, on I, I, it. Get, and like that's when we talked. We talked about the mad neck rig you were doing yep. and stuff. And yep. and like I say, I, I just I haven't done it yet. So Un- one of these days, one of these days, go get your PV, dude. <laughs> I need to. I need to. So so this micro buzz bait. I've never fished. I'm not a buzz bait guy at all. Um, I, I just had James Watson on, and we talked about Buzz Bass. You know, he's a big okay. Buzz Bass guy, and he gave me some tips and techniques and tricks and stuff. But I just, 
it, it's the busway is like the net rig for me. It's hard for me to tie it on and and, and make more than a couple of casts with it before I put it away and, and put on a frog or something else. Um, so what what success? Why did you have success with the micro buzz bait? Uh, what were you doing that caused you to catch the many fish that you were on it? Well, one thing is my buddy kind of told me about it up here. Um, he recommended it, and I've always liked I like uh, what do you call it? Like reaction baits, but like nuanced, like little changes to them. Like for instance, like I love throwing a crankbait, but I think you have some on your wall. Are those Fritz side crankbaits? Or is that uh, yeah yep okay so yep. like like i love that crankbait it's like your standard crankbait but it's got a cool little bill on it and it's like the flat side it's like a little mm -hmm. bit different so my buddy put me onto this micro buzzbait deal and like i actually so one of the unsung heroes for all the florida guys listening you can kill them on a buzzbait in florida north central florida lake okeechobee and Kissimmee. one they don't see it two like dude they eat that big easy and that frog blub 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 it's just a different blub 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 dude and you yeah. can run it you'd be amazed like the crap you can run that buzzbait through but but in any case though uh, my buddy put me onto it and I, I just started throwing it because spotted bass are renowned for eating topwater baits and we've had some high water so there's been some like flooded pockets and like I, one part of fishing that I love is like this, the adventure of exploring. Like, so like you're creeping way back in this Creek, dude, I'm like lifting up like a tree branch over my head and like looking down yeah. and all these trees are flooded. And it was the perfect technique for, um, fishing some of that backwaters because there's so much cover i can make little roll casts and they weren't eating a, like I couldn't flip wood so I could cover water and dude, when they ate that thing, bro. Bro, it was just like it was you, huh? stupid, dude. So nice. it was a lot of fun. So that's what kind of got me on. It was a little nuanced, different style kind of bite, and and it worked, dude. Yo, let's switch on the subject. The SLX, the Shimano SLX. You've oh, been dude. uh been you know enamored with that thing for a while. How, what what is it about it that you you like? Uh, I've been thinking about actually you know making a purchase and getting a couple to test them out, but I've been holding back. And you kind of like you know convinced me to actually try it out. So there's two things. One, I've always – when Shimano makes a decent product, some of the old Corrados actually that they made were crap. Like the 200E, the old greeny dude, is like literally the most epic reel ever. And then it became a Cronark for like a year. And then they got rid of it. And now like the halfway equal version is like $289. And it's like, screw you, Shimano, dude. I'm not doing yeah. this. So like I bought some of the, the after ones that they did of the Corrado. And they're decent, but they're not – great um they started off good and then they'd get creaky so this slx that i got i got the cheapest crappiest slx i could it's the hundred dollar 99.99 retail auto tackle warehouse so it's not the one with the chip and dude like it's got that that old romantic kind of when you engage it it goes and it like just it like locks and i'm like hot damn dude like this feels like it's strong. So I actually fished it. Now, granted, I'm not fishing Okeechobee and pitching mats and stuff like that. But I yeah. did. I strapped 40-pound braid on it on that, that buzzbait bite. And was fishing around pretty heavy cover. And, dude, you know the first thing you get on a halfway cheap reel is you get that stupid slip when you set the hook, you know, where yep. that school slip just an inch before, just like, the drag bit. kicks in. Yeah, it drives. Mm -hmm. And you hear that click, and it's like, wow, I just lost a tooth on that gear, you know? like So exactly. – it didn't do that and it hasn't done that and it still feels super strong and for a hundred bucks i was buying those those loose speed spools which are pretty decent reels but mm -hmm. i'd have to use them on fluorocarbon if i used them with braid they didn't last super long but they're decent but this was i mean it's one of the first budget reels granted i've had it for two and a half months now i think but it's one of the first budget reels i've bought that like 
I'm confident this is going to last at least a year, if not more. And it feels solid. Like I'm not afraid to put braid on it and maybe go pitch a mat or throw a frog on it or something like that. Like it's, yeah. it's got some, some stout lock to it, dude. So are you going to try the one with the uh, chip in it? Or are you just going to stick with that? Hell no, dude. I'm not paying that extra 30 bucks. <laughs> dude, the coronavirus <laughs> is going on. People are losing <laughs> their jobs. Like, dude, I, yeah. and that's the problem. I love buying fishing gear and I literally like choked like my tackle warehouse orders and everything just kind of taking a pause to see where things go. But it's funny though, cause this right here is like yeah. literally the list that that's built up of my next tackle warehouse order, which yeah. I think I'm placed in the next day or two, cause I can't wait anymore. So I might yeah. try them down the road. What I really do want to try though, Daiwa offers a counterbalance or so like from a price mm -hmm. point standpoint, as well as like quality. I've heard some really good things about it to that Shimano SLX. I want to try it. I used to be a huge fan of, uh, dial when i was growing up i haven't had much of their stuff lately so i'd like to you know do a point counterpoint kind of uh, video maybe or test review kind of deal good deal hey if you can go fishing with one person anybody in the whole world who would it be i have no idea no no i really don't i think it'd be more like where i could go fishing like where i really I really want to go to California and Mexico, dude. Really? Like, uh, yeah, like just a like California for the experience because I think it's like the East but different. You know They're what different. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, like there's different things you can do that are the same. And then literally Mexico just because of like bigs, like I like yeah. that Florida deal that I was on. Like, there's nothing like, dude. It might get old on the videos, but there's nothing like catching like a forty pound bag, dude. Like, I don't care if it's on a freaking pond or like some lake where there's megas, dude. Like, it's just when you load up and it's like, oh, this one's seven. Oh, that one's eight. Oh, there's a nine pet. Like, dude, it's it gets y'all quivery and fun. So that'd be pretty. Cool. Do you think you have what it takes to be a tournament angler? Do you do you think you you're pro? good enough? Like pro? Yeah, like like pro, pro. Like, like a pro, like, like a pro staffer. Yeah, like. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I yeah. mean, I could probably hang in there a little bit, but I just one thing about me is uh, I talked about like the, the issues with crowds and stuff like that. Like, dude, I'm not a big. <sighs> I struggle with the, the competitive side of it. So maybe that's my bias. Like I don't like that kind of stuff because it doesn't suit my character and personality. So then I'm like, I don't like it like from a, you know what I mean? Like a self, what do you call that? A, like a self-protection mode. I don't like that, but it's because I wouldn't be successful in it because it doesn't suit my personality. But um, I, I don't know, dude. Like I just don't, I like the adventure of seeing where a day goes and trying to build a narrative and learn something from it more than I like scrambling to make something happen and trying to make a plan. Like, I guess they're kind of the same things because you live in the moment and stuff like that. But I really enjoy shooting the videos and, and going that route and all the stress cost and annoyance that tournaments bring. Like I feel bad for some of those guys too, because literally dude, a lot of them, are, are sitting there with no income because no, they, yeah. they rely on at least cutting like that top 50 check of 10 grand and stuff like that. And dude, they're not doing anything. So yeah. when I'm independently wealthy, I might go fish a few costas or whatever the hell they're called then. But like, dude, I, I just, I don't know. Like, what about you? Do you tournament fish at all? No, not at all. I'm, I'm super competitive and I like to compete, but I think tournament fishing would take the joy out of fishing for me personally. I don't think I would be, Traveling to fish is one thing, but traveling because you have to fish is completely yeah. different. 
you know, that, and, I, and I, I don't think I'll enjoy it. I don't think I would be the one who wouldn't leave my family for a week. So I got to go to this lake up in, in Tennessee or, you know, to New York or wherever we're going to fish and have to drive in, drive back. It's just, I want to go up to, you know, all these lakes all over the place. Yeah. But I only do it on my own terms. You know, That's we don't want to go in exactly things like that. I so, feel, you know, I, I don't think I will be successful. One, I'm not a, as good of a fisherman as half the people out here. You know, I have a lot to learn. But even if I was able to go tournament fishing, I don't think I would be the the, the right guy for it. It's not the lifestyle. It's not the lifestyle I want to have for myself. Yeah. So, you know, I, agree with I don't that. do it. I, agree. I, mean, I, I, I like to go out and chase big fish. And, and if I don't want to go to the day, I don't, I don't go today. You know, if I want to go catch fish, fish if I want to go catch some red fish, I want to go do that. Right. I want to go shark fish. I want to go do that. I don't want to just sit here and be stuck on, you know, the biggest five bass I can catch for the day. You know, and I, yeah. I don't, it just, it's not for me. I agree. I'm on the same page. Every yeah. once in a while, it's fun maybe to like dabble around. Like I'd like to yeah. fish maybe a little wildcat derby on Gunnersville, but it's also kind of like to get the video of it and like the process, you know, because I really think you, you hit it on the head. You behave differently when you're going through that, that tournament competitive process versus like, hey, Daryl, let's go out slang a line, dude. Like, let's get after it, you know? Exactly. So it's, uh, yeah. We just gotta best believe if me and you on the boat together. I'm gonna say, I wish I can catch a, a bigger bass oh, than you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm, of course, I'm, I'm gonna no, challenge but you. That, but that's but. the way you gotta play, though, too. Because I mean, yeah. in the end, you are competing like with all the social media and stuff. Like you're competing with yourself, with the lake, and then like for guys like us that are making content, you're competing with like four thousand other people that are like on exactly. social media. Exactly. You know, like, I, I always want to catch a bigger bass, you know, but. I want to do it on my own terms, and you know, tournament fishing is just not something for me. But when we get off, I'm gonna tell you about an idea that we're actually formulating and, and finalizing for a little challenge series that we're gonna be doing. So cool. I think you'll like and be interested I'm in it. About about it. it yeah, definitely. But you know, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you're a busy man, but um, tell people where they could learn more about Mikey Balls and and how they could watch your videos. Yeah, dude, just jump on. Literally, man, if you go into Google and you type in Mikey Balls, like, I, I can, I'm, like, literally the first, like, my SEO is awesome, but you still got to type in Mikey Balls, and it's M-I-K-E-Y-B-A-L-Z-Z. -Z. Um, I'm on YouTube, Instagram, it's all Mikey Balls or Mikey Balls Fishing. Find me on Facebook, and if you guys got any, like, questions about fishing in Florida, I get a lot of questions about from guys, like, where do I go in Florida to go catch some fish? You know, who are some guides? Um, same on, like, like, Gunnersville, Pickwick. Like, I'm not by any means an expert up here especially i know florida pretty well but i do know i have a good network man i've met some really great people in the process of of moving and you know spending time in florida as well as living up here now so if anybody needs any recommendations on fishing spots help anything like that just hit me up dude shoot me a message so i definitely will you know where's that that waypoint where you cut that big old bass <laughs> over you know yeah that's what i'm gonna be doing so <laughs> be ready fair for enough, it daryl fair enough <laughs> Right, man, I do appreciate it. Thanks for taking some time out. Enjoy your time. And next time you're in Florida, look me up. Let's go some, do some fishing. We, we got to do that, Daryl. Thanks for having me on, right, man. man. I really Likewise, man. It. Take it easy.